Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, E-Man. It's your boy, Mo. And today we got a special guest. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get uh, this guest on for a while. Uh, our schedules have yet to align up until t- tonight. So uh, let's get this going. We got Julian, a.k.a. Buddha Ison, NFL prospect officially and man just this is this is a real special episode for me because i had the opportunity to coach even at an assistant capacity i had the opportunity to coach this young man um on the basketball court and he's just an overall athlete and i can't wait for y'all to get to know him uh and even for me to get to know more about him so let's get this let's do it let's go all right buddha welcome again we we talked about it right before we started recording but it's been a long time coming we've been trying to get you on uh killer crossover podcast for a while now and finally our uh schedules have aligned and man first tell us how you're doing man oh man so i'm doing good i just been um just finished up graduating from college graduated congratulations congrats man thank you you get your master's in um mba in human resource management Um, okay nice Nice. it's a major accomplishment to me um i finished a two a two-year program in a year so it was pretty cool for sure, for sure. So, tell tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Who, what your name is? Uh, how how did you get the name? How did you get the nickname Buddha? And uh, just a little bit about how it was for you growing up. Um, so I, I actually was gifted the name at birth. Um, my real name is Julian Marquise Eisen. Um, everybody calls me Buddha though. I was a big baby growing up with a big round belly. Um, <laughs> that was that name, man. You know, he just it just stuck with me ever since then from the hospital. <laughs> so everybody thought it was a pretty cool name, and it just always stuck. Nice, nice. So, uh, growing up, you when first when did you first get into sports? How did you get into sports? And uh, talk about your 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 sports journey uh, up until like through high school, basically. Um. Okay. So. Rewind it all the way back, how I first got into sports. Um, so growing up, I had I have parents, basically. <laughs> I have young parents, um, and they're both my mom being a track runner, uh, a phenomenon. Um, she was just amazing in track. Um, and then my dad being a football player um, who was originally supposed to go to the University of Hawaii, actually did, um, but had to take... Um, had to step back from his opportunity and raise me um which was really cool for him to do because without him doing that you know there would be no me today um so i was just you know i was kind of born in sports it was something that i was just like always kind of do um but the way i got to moreau is i played for the oakland soldiers um in eighth grade um and actually i played football for this team called alameda wolverines and um a coach by the name of um, Frank Knight actually saw me at a basketball tournament one day. And Shout out was, to Coach Knight. 
Yeah, shout out to Frank uh, Knight. He was like, man, I really like what you're doing. Um, would you would you ever consider going to a private school? And I had no idea about it. But my dad kind of already had known just because of like his big background in football and stuff. So that happened to me early. Um, and then also Coach Cotter had seen me play in a Pop Warner game. And he was like, man, have you ever thought about coming to Catholic school? You know, two coaches from the same school asking me kind of yeah. made me think about like, man, maybe I should really think about going to Catholic school. Um, and then I started noticing all my friends from the soldiers and all my friends from Pop Warner were going to Catholic schools. But it just so happened all my friends from the soldiers were going to Monroe Catholic. So I was like, man, that makes sense for me to go there. Um, did my shadow visit and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It just felt like the perfect thing for me. You know, I was already a smart kid. Uh, really smart. I was always a 4.0 student um, at public school, but I had just never tried, you know, or thought about even going to private school. You know, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I was told that if I could keep my grades what they were, then I would get help. Essentially, like, you know, they would help me um, if I just kept my grades up. So I just, I just was like, okay, I'll take that challenge on. Um, all through our eighth grade, I managed a 4.0. And um, I just got an opportunity to attend, you know, the high school and I took advantage of it and I just stayed with the 4.0 the whole time. Nice. Love it. Love That's it. Impressive. Yeah. Um, shout out to Coach Cotter too. Coach Cotter, Coach Knight. Uh, and Mo can attest to this. Coach, Coach Cotter and Coach Knight basically turned around the the reputation of Moreau athletics of Moreau they sports did. because they did. the way the way it was when we were going to school there man we were the, people people used to circle us as a guaranteed win yeah true story <laughs> true story up until so, up until our homecoming when we would circle Tennyson yeah. as the guaranteed <laughs> story again another fact another fact <laughs> So Buddha, yeah. you uh, you mentioned that you're a, by a byproduct of young parents. Kind of uh, take us through your upbringing. What was that like? Um, so my upbringing, man, it was crazy because like I really grew up with my parents. Like I tell people this all the time. Like it wasn't my first go around in high school, which is why I say it was kind of easy for me. I make the little joke. Um, I actually went to high school with my parents because um, back in the day, I guess you could do that. You know, they had like a program in public school where you could bring your kid to school. And they would just walk all day for you and during lunch you would come visit your kid you know stuff like that so um just growing up with them was cool man i got to see them doing everything like going to work getting their first jobs getting their first cars um first apartment together uh, it was just really cool for me man and then i actually always had people to play with because my parents were still young kids so i could always them. um it was just a blessing man i think having young parents made it easier for me because they knew exactly what I was going through all the time. I never felt alone because um, they always knew, you know, what I was dealing with at the time. They could play with me. They could do homework. You know, there's so many different things that they could do with me because they were young and they understood my situation. That's how, how did, how did grow, basically growing up with your parents, how did that kind of mold you into who you were and like kind of inspire you to become who you are um so i think that um they kind of 
um, molded me into who I am because they knew what it took to reach the next level because they were there or they were so close, you know? Yeah. So um, I think they just basically helped me do the things that they weren't able to do. Um, and they worked hard so that I could do the things that they weren't able to do. Maybe if it wasn't, maybe it wasn't getting the video game, but it was going to a meet that they never got to go to because they couldn't afford it, or their parents couldn't afford it, or even going to training and paying for it because their parents couldn't pay for it, but they would do everything they could, or even getting tutoring. They would pay for tutoring because they never had the opportunity. So they would do anything for me to get to where I would need it to be. Um, even they even made me they even not made me but they encouraged me to play instruments most people don't know this but I was one of the first people at Moreau to score a touchdown and then play my saxophone and play the fight song that's like hey. wow hey. <laughs> um, how to appreciate music and how to appreciate instruments <laughs> that's nice nice I love it and man shout out to your parents the, Mo, his parents are some of the most supportive and most down to earth chill parents that I've come across in my coaching experience and nice. I mean just the support for, for Buddha his, and his younger siblings it's it's unmatched like just interacting with them talking to them and man like for real like for real Buddha comes from Buddha comes from a good family man yeah, that that's special, man. To have that parents that you know believe in you, that pour into your cup, that want to see you succeed. That's that's a blessing. That's a real blessing. And I can already tell off just off the jump when just talking to you at this short time that they've done a great job job with you, my man. Like you're well put together, well spoken, uh, highly educated, and you got goals, man. So you really gonna go far. Real talk, man. I truly appreciate that. Yes, so let's go through your high school journey. So in high school, you were playing basketball, you were playing football, uh, you were running track, yeah. So, yeah, running track. So um, just talk about talk about your experience doing being a three sport athlete, and then not only not only being a three sport athlete, but exceeding four point student. That's <laughs> being a, being a four point student, um, and you know achieving the highest levels of being an athlete in those respective sports <laughs> so <laughs> i say this all the time it's kind of like a lot of people say they love video games but i had to love the grind um i was always always in the gym always at practice always doing homework so like where people would be like oh man i'm about to go play video games i would be like oh i got to go do homework <laughs> Cause I never really, I never really had that time to just go play video games. It was always, I was trying to, you know, be the best I can be because I knew my parents sacrificed everything for me to get there. Um, and that was kind of like how high school was for me, especially like basketball season. Basketball season was like, it was like the greatest thing for my family because everyone got to be there. You know, everyone loved to come to basketball games. Everyone loved to see like, Moreau, oh my God, they got all these players and all my friends played basketball. So um, it was just always busy for me with basketball season. And that's like mm -hmm. the one thing that stuck with me was just like going to practice every day, looking forward to seeing you guys, uh, coach night, <laughs> just competing every day. I mean, everybody in the basketball team, those those guys are like my best friends, you know? Um, and to this day, I mean, 
I could still call any one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just talk because we spent so much time together working out, shooting. I mean, you know, Coach Knight would have us shooting shots early in the morning if we wanted to, just whatever you wanted to do. Um, and I guess kind of being at Moreau, like uh, playing sports, three sports, it was really a family, more so than I seen at other schools that I could have attended. Um, and that's not to say anything bad, but I think Moreau really has that family structure mm. um, in the sports environment, which makes you want to excel at the highest level you possibly can. Um, because everyone's behind you, everyone's rooting for you, everyone knows your name, everyone knows your face, everyone supports you. Even when you're struggling, they're willing to help you. They're willing to go to the furthest yeah. to make sure you succeed. And so that's why I think sports at Moreau was just unreal and unmatched and just amazing for me. It was a great experience. It just carried me all the way through college because I was so well prepared, so seasoned. That that family vibe, that family culture, that actually started a long time ago with Coach Marneau. Um, and shout out Coach Marneau uh, with the Aloha Spirit. He was a golf coach and he was the athletic director um, from Hawaii. And he just brought that Aloha Spirit, that Ohana, that that family culture to, to the school. And to, to Mrs. Christman's uh, credit and everyone else who came after, you know, they continued that culture. Um, and when I came back to, to help coach, I noticed that immediately, just exactly what you said, you know, it's a family, it's a family vibe, you know, everyone's looking out for each other. Uh, everyone is, you know, everyone wants to see you succeed. Um, and especially, you know, when it was, especially that transition time between seasons, when, when you coming off the football field and coming onto the basketball court, you know, everyone's like, Oh, we, we need to go to the football games because you know they're in the playoffs. We're about to go to they're about to go to state, and then you got basketball season starting already, and it's like oh, every basketball game, even practices, practices were a party. <laughs> and basketball games were a party every Tuesday and Friday night. It was a party uh, just at Moreau in the gym, and man, you could you could attest to that to that uh, Buddha because that. I mean, when you get to play in that kind of environment, it's like, it's not even work at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so you mentioned, you mentioned some of your teammates, some of your open soldier teammates and, you know, uh, coming to Moreau because you had a bunch of your friends playing over there. Uh, one in particular, one teammate in particular that I want to talk about, um, and again, we can go as deep as you want to go with this. Uh, God rest his soul, Oscar Freire. Um, rest in peace. That was one of your one of your boys, one of your brothers. Uh, talk to us, and you know, talk to our listeners about who Oscar Freire was and who he was to you, and your relationship your relationship with him, and just some of your best memories with him. Um. Sorry about that. I'm getting a little emotional. Um, That's good, bro. Understandable. No worries. Uh, Oscar. <laughs> so many things I could say about O. Um, o was one of my best friends since, I mean, I could go back to being eight years old, six years old. I mean, we played basketball against each other and with each other um, the entire time. Um, he was obviously an Oakland soldier, but at first he was an Oakland rebel. Um, and I actually played for a team called North Coast Express. Uh, 
we used to play against him all the time, man. I, I really couldn't stand Oscar because he was always just that one big kid who who could dunk. <laughs> we were, oh man, we got to play this kid again. Um, but then we started playing against each other so much um, that it just became like we became friends on the court, off the court, but on the court we battled. Um, and O always had the personality where he would always look out for me outside of the court. Um, Cause you know, growing up in Oakland, um, you could easily be steered the wrong way, but he knew a lot of the kids and so did I. So we always looked out for each other. And um, it just so happened that over the years we would end up going to the same high school. Um, so we were friends before high school, but um, throughout high school, I went to school. I went to school with O a lot more than I thought I would because he ended up being in some of the classes that I was in. <laughs> uh, I was like advanced in school. Um, so we would actually go home and do homework together. I would go to his house. He would come to my house. We'd do homework together, study for tests. I would help him. Um, most of me helping him, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he would just be laughing. We'd always have a great time, man. Um, we'd always just talk about, you know, just making it to the next level. Um, just giving our our family a chance, you know, to see something different. Um, man, and uh, we really grew up together. When I, when I had first found out I was having a son, man, he was like one of my biggest supporters. Cause a lot of people like counting me out like oh man you shouldn't do that like you might not be able to make it and O was like one of the people who was like man i'm proud of you ever since day one man i always knew you would be like a good dad bro like he was just always supportive man he was that one kid that always supported and looked out for me he was like my big brother um and i man i can't even i can't even begin to like say like the love that I really have for him because he truly looked out for me like when a lot of people didn't he kept me out of trouble he was always that dude that just like protected people made people smile made you laugh he was funny but also he never he never lied to you he always kept it straight which we kept it 100 yeah that's and rare it, these days a lot of people sugarcoat a lot of shit so when you find somebody that'll keep it solid, keep it little like that, hold you hold you accountable, man. You got to hold on to those people, man, because that's a rare, rare thing nowadays. Yes, sir. Sure is. And that's just like, that's Owen in a nutshell, man. He's just, he was a real dude. And everybody who knows Oscar knows he was a real dude. And he could always put a smile on your face, no matter what it was, even if he was doing, even if he was doing something wrong on the basketball court, he would make you smile because you and it's Oscar. I can't even get mad at him. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing. Uh, that's one thing. Like anytime anyone who knew him, anyone who met him and came across him, the one picture that you have in your mind is Oscar smiling. <laughs> like I, I can't picture him frowning. I can't picture him mad. I could. I mean, I could picture him like getting pumped on the on the court. Yeah. But I, <laughs> like it, it's. It, it was an infectious energy that he brought. Like he was, um, you know, a bunch of you guys were the core of that varsity team that you know went to state. But it it was almost like he was the heartbeat of the team. Hundred percent. Without college, your little man. Yeah. Uh, my little man is five. 
Oh, okay. Right on. Congratulations, man. Congrats, Congratulations man. again. Um, before we before we get more into that, um, going into going into college, but uh, high school. Last question about high school. You're a three sport athlete. When do you make? When did you make that decision? Like, football is football is my ticket. Like, Man, this is took my question, bro. <laughs> took my question. Uh, so actually, it was kind of weird for me. Um, I was in a weird spot because I had got my first football offer, and I was like, "Cool, I'm, I'm gonna play football." But then I had started playing for this team called Rise, and we just got on the um, Under Armour circuit. Mm-hmm. I got on the Under Armour circuit, and I started getting basketball looks. So I was a little confused. Like, I didn't know, like, what to do. Um, I was I was just real confused. And my, my dad, actually, being my, you know, my person I go to, um, he was just like, he was like, don't worry about it. He's like, the decision will choose itself for you. It'll make itself for you. Um, and I never understood what that means until now. Um, he was like, when the time is right, you'll know what you're going to play and it'll just come to you. Um, long story short, the school that I ended up choosing, Northern Colorado, I was actually able to play both if I decided. So if I wanted to play basketball and football, I could do both. But football being first, obviously, because that was the that was the way. Um, I got blessed um, in a situation where somebody who was on the basketball staff Vinny McGee was a basketball coach and he was like if you want to come play basketball after football season you could so that was kind of the reason why I chose my school because I'm like cool I can go play basketball and football so it kind of never really was like oh I got to decide Yeah. but as I got to the school and I seen what was going on with my football situation and where my money was coming from I realized quickly like oh okay I'm going to play I'm going to play football um, so in high school, it never really, you know, it never, it never really crossed my mind. Oh, I got to choose a right. sport because I was just able to play at a high level at both sports, all three sports, even track. I mean, I was able to uh, run real fast and like jump and do all these things. But I never really thought about, oh, I got to choose or anything because my dad always told me it's going to choose itself and you'll know when the time is right. Not, so uh, not a lot of people get to do that. Play play both sports going into college, right? So Northern Colorado is the school that you end up going to. Uh, kind of just walk us through your recruitment process. Uh, besides you being able to play both sports that you love, what was the what was the process of choosing that school and what sold you? Um. So my first offer was from. Uh, a coach by the name of Marion. Uh, this is his last name, Marion. I think his first name is Kevin, I want to say. Um, but he actually ended up being the, the offensive coordinator at Texas this year. Oh, nice. Don't mind. Um, he offered me a scholarship at a Division II school. And basically that kind of blew it up for me because People were scared to offer me just based off my size alone. But they knew that I could play football because I was the number one rusher in the country at the time, my junior year. Um, I led the nation and I led the state of California. I had the most yards, had the most touchdowns. It, it was just like 
it was it was weird because I didn't think it was gonna happen like that. But what's the measurables looking like, little bro? Yeah. <laughs> so I was five. I think in high school I was five six, six about one hundred and seventy five pounds. Okay. But I rushed for thirty five hundred yards, and I rushed oh, for forty five. I had forty five hundred all purpose and eighty eight wow. touchdowns. No, Damn, you were beast! Man, wow, he broke, he broke all of Don Fine's records. Yeah. Wow, that's I, crazy! I ended up breaking records for the school. I ended up breaking records for the state. I broke, I think, I broke a record for the country too. Um, so it was just weird. But I got that first Division two offer, and then it just started flooding. All the offers started flooding in, so I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure what was real and what was fake. Mm. Um, but I had a connection. Um, with a coach that worked at Contra Costa named Alonzo Carter. Everybody okay. knows him. Oh, he's a famous yeah. coach. He's like, mm-hmm. he's a family member to me. Yeah. So he told me there's certain people you can trust in this recruiting game and certain people you can't trust. Um, so I went to meet with him with my dad um, and we went to go just talk to him about certain schools. And we started writing down lists of all the coaches and their backgrounds and we started to do research. Um, it just so happened that Northern Colorado um, ended up being a school that offered me. And they were on the come up of building, then kind of like Moreau, they were building and I would get to big fish in a small pond, um, as my dad would put it. Um, and it was just the right fit for me. They ran the right system. Um, they needed a big time recruit, which I would be. Um, and one of the coaches the D coordinator was actually the brother-in-law of Alonzo Carter. So it just worked out perfect. I knew him. I had grew up known him. Um, so it just worked out perfect for me. Um, and they wanted to give me a full ride scholarship and also help me out with the situation you know, me having my son. So they didn't steer away from me. A lot of schools steered away when I told them that. Um, but Northern Colorado, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't steer away. They were actually thrilled and they're actually really proud of me being able to graduate from my high school, maintain my GPA and still be able to play all three sports. Um, so that kind of made it an easy decision for me because ultimately I wanted to go to Hawaii, but there were some complications with the uh, scholarship and with the system they were running and also the coaches were getting fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh you played a couple seasons at Northern Colorado, and then uh, the the pandemic hits um, and puts a puts a halt to everyone's seasons for for at least a year. Um, t- kind of talk about how that played a part in um, you know your mental health and your physical health, being able to stay in shape, and what your decisions were going to be after that um so for me <laughs> that's crazy that you asked that um so for me it was actually tough because uh i had just torn my meniscus partially torn my acl um going into the pandemic and we got new coaches being uh, the mccaffrey's uh, shout out to coach ed mccaffrey coach max mccaffrey those are my guys in christian um but yeah i had torn my meniscus coming in so it was just, I was in a weird spot. I was in a weird headspace um, because I didn't know if they were going to cut me or not. They had cut 70 players from the original team. 
So they wanted to clear house. They fired a bunch of people um, because that's what you do when you're a new staff. You know, you got to bring in your people, bring in your guys. Um, but they told me that something stuck out to to the to something stuck out to them and the way that I handled myself in a situation that I was placed in and my leadership abilities. So they made me a captain even when I was hurt and couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't play football, but they made me a captain. Um, so when they did that, you know, I just took it upon myself like, man, these people really care about me. I need to do everything I can to get back. So during COVID, when they released us to go home for that six, seven, eight month period, um, I just went to rehab. Um, my dad found a place for me um, and I went and got got help with my knee um, and just my mental um, shout out to Ant's Mind and Body. Went to the gym, just got right. And I just started running a bunch, rehabbing my knee, strengthening it. And then when I came back from from COVID, I was able to perform, perform well. Um, I had lost probably like 15 pounds, put on like probably an extra, extra 5% of muscle. Um, so it was just, man, it was perfect for me. It gave me time to heal. It gave me time to uh, get stronger, get bigger, get faster. Um, but for some people, it just didn't work out like that. But it worked out like that for me. It was perfect. It gave me the perfect amount of rest and recovery time I needed. So when it was time to come back to season, I was full go and I was healthy. And so I just jumped on it and I was already a captain. So I kind of had that mentality, like, I got to take this. I can't let anybody take it from me. For sure, for sure. But love that. I love that story, man. Love it. <laughs> Coming back from injury, you know, and I mean, I guess, I guess it just kind of worked out that you know the world was shut down and you were able to just focus on rehab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming, coming back, uh, you end up leaving, transferring from uh, Northern Colorado, right? Yeah. Transferred. Here. Yeah, and wh- where did you end up uh, going? Where was it? I went to the University of Colorado Mesa. Right, right. And then, so talk talk to us about that decision and how basically your your season there and how that came about. Um. So after that COVID season, um, I had a conversation uh, with my dad. Um, kind of just about like my happiness and the way I was performing because um, everybody knows me everybody knows I'm a pretty um, happy guy I'm always you know cheering others on I'm always in a good mood um, but after that season you know it just I performed well but I didn't perform to my likings mm-hmm. um, and my dad was like well I mean you're getting ready to graduate with the masters so why don't you just test the waters and see what you could do um, so I just, you know, I just went for it. There was the first time that you were able to enter the transfer portal mm-hmm. without being penalized for it. Um, and I knew that I was a big time recruit coming out of high school and I knew that there were coaches that still believed in me. Um, and obviously the McCaffrey's was their first time coaching college football. So they hadn't yet figured out everything, mm-hmm. but what I needed. They had it figured out, but not to what I needed. Um, so I just decided to test the waters. Um, and the first day, 
first day I entered the transfer portal, I received a Division One offer. So nice. right then and there, I was like, okay, I made the right decision. And then my dad just, he just told me, just keep believing in God, keep believing in yourself, and just keep working hard and training. Um, and my mom the same. My mom was just like, just keep, just keep working hard, baby, and just believing in yourself, and it'll all fall into place. Um, my grandparents the same thing. They, you know, my grandparents gave me the same message. Uh, my grandpa was just real. He was just real, um, real concerned about if the coaches were going to care about me, um, how they would treat me. But I told him, you know, I'm not going to go to a coach. I'm not going to go to a program that I didn't believe would treat me right. Um, so I just, I believed in myself and it, it worked. I started receiving more and more offers. Um, and then I got the perfect school, I think, called me uh, being Colorado Mesa because they were going to give me an opportunity to showcase my talent and be Buddha. I wouldn't have to be Julian Eisen. I could yeah. be Buddha <laughs> and live to my full potential. So I ended up going there because coach name, um, Miles, Coach Rivar, offered me an opportunity and he let me be me. He wasn't love it. Now in college, <laughs> did you have a position change or were you always were you a running back in college? So it was it was actually weird for me. Um I went through this weird phase. Um I coming into college, I had thought, okay, everyone wants me to gain weight. So I gained a bunch of weight too fast. Um, so that kind of slowed me down essentially like my process <clears throat> so when I got there in the summer I was basically like 20 pounds over what I needed to be because I thought I was going to be like some running back getting the ball every play but that wasn't the offense we were running we switched um, so I ended up losing 45 pounds but I lost it too fast so I had to change my position to a kick returner and a punt returner um, and I wasn't really playing running back. I was playing more kick return, punt return because I was so light. But that ended up being a plus for me because everybody loves a versatile athlete on the field playing football. Everybody loves that. A coach will run away from that. They love speed. Um, they just love it. That's, that's what the, the name of the game is, speed. Um, so that really helped me. But yes, I did have to change my position. Um, November 24th, 2022, you, uh, announced via Instagram, via social media that you are entering the NFL draft, the upcoming NFL draft. Um, you talk about the decision. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty easy one to make considering that was like one of your dreams, but, um, you know, talk about that decision and, you know your your workouts since then and how how your prepare your preparation process is going um November 24th 2022 uh crazy day because I actually shed a few tears that day um it was a decision that I didn't make alone I made with my family mm -hmm. um everyone just thought you know I was just gonna go to school and that would be the end of it um because it didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um, but my family believed in me and my Moreau family believed in me. Um, I had people who looked up to me, kids, um, 
even people my age, people older, they looked up to me. I was a motivation. So it took a lot of digging, but I dug deep and I realized I got to give this everything I got for those people. So I worked hard um, to find an agent who I trusted and believe in. Shout out to Mike Mahoney um, at MX2 Sport. Um, he believed in me. He believed in a dream. So he helped me um, enter my name in the draft. Um, and then I eventually started reaching out to training facilities. And then my dad kind of got this idea. He was just like, why don't you just train with the people who've been training you in high school? Because they do pro training. You were training with pro, pro trainers the entire time. Um, so I decided to do something special and make a team of five coaches. Um, I had a coach for speed. I had a coach for weightlifting. I had a coach for track workouts. I had a coach for breathing. I had a coach for nutrition. Um, so I had all those different coaches, which most people don't do. They usually just have one coach that they go to and they do everything. Yeah. But I was fortunate enough to live in a Bay Area where you could have access to all of those. Um, and my dad being my manager and my dad mentor in my life, he was able to help me figure that out. Um, so I was able to do that. And now it's weird, actually, the workouts have football related to being strictly about weightlifting and speed. They're not like they're not like they're in high school. They're all they're all structured towards speed. And like there's no more like, oh, we're going to do, you know, X and X reps, but they don't they don't work towards something that you're going to do at the combine, you know, so. All those workouts now are just geared towards specific movements and specific lifts and specific, um, I should say, running, running, just running. Um, I also have a position coach, too, um, and he does a great job because at the end of the workouts, you know, you do have like 15 minutes to just showcase your ability to move in a football setting. But he does a great job, too. Shout out to Coach Ewash. For sure. Sure. So two questions for you, Buddha. Number one, what type of have you been getting positive feedback from NFL personnel? And number two, what do you think is your best position on the next level? Um, so to answer number one, um, yes, I have been getting good feedback. I actually played in a senior bowl game um, in Texas, in Richardson, Texas, called the Dream Bowl. And I got nice. great um, I was one of the best players on my team. Like I stood out amongst um, a group of men who are all really talented and high NFL prospects. I performed well. I went six carries, I think, for a total of 60 yards, six carries for 60 yards. Jeez. And all purpose, I had like, I had like 90. So I had like, I think it was like eight, eight total opportunities for like 90 yards or whatever, all purpose. And a couple kick returns and perm turns. So I, I performed really well. Um, all the all the NFL scouts said they love what I do um, as far as my explosiveness, like quickness and stuff like that. Um, so they love they love that part. Um, they love my IQ of the game. Obviously, I'm I'm a student of the game. I study. Um, I ask questions too, um, and I think I think that I will probably get an opportunity playing um, like a kick return, punt return slash a hybrid uh, running back 
And when I say hybrid, I mean like a scat back. So I'd be able to like run the ball, but also catch the ball because that's my biggest attribute is I'm able to catch and play like a receiver. Like uh, Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey type, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny that you say that because Christian is uh, one of my mentors. Playing for his dad and playing for his older brother, I was able to spend that's a lot of talk mentor to have, man. That's a Beast. great mentor to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love his game. Um, I try to, you know, I try to take a lot of bits and pieces from him and Alvin Kamara and guys like such because I know that I can do the things that they do just as good. And those are some good people to learn from because they're doing it at a high level. And they're the best at what they do. For sure, for sure. Uh, tomorrow's a big day, pretty pretty big day. Uh, go ahead go ahead and tell everybody uh, what tomorrow is. You got that pro day. Go ahead and yeah. tell them what it is and how you prepared for, the, for that day. Um, so tomorrow is my NFL Pro Day at the University of Lincoln um, in Oakland, California, the first Pro Day that I'll be attending. Um, so basically what it is, is just like, it's, it's, it's like a combine um, and all that lifting and running and sports-specific training that we've been talking about. Um, I get to showcase it tomorrow. Um, I'm real excited. Um, I've been testing really well. Um, just to got, give you guys some, uh, you know, my mock numbers. Um, the other day, I ran 4-5. Jumped to 38 and lifted 25 reps on the bench. Uh, broad jumped to 9-6. Uh, shuttled to 4-2. Um, just, you know, I'm ready. Um, solid. Really That's yes. real solid. So, and I measured uh, five, six and a half, five, seven. So, so I'm ready. 108 pounds. For, damn. <laughs> for um for for those who don't know and for for mo in high school buddha buddha's had some strong legs ever since i've known him some super strong legs what are you squatting what are you squatting right now 600 605 <laughs> <laughs> man that's yeah, he didn't even break expression when he said that shit. Like, matter of <laughs> fact, like, yeah, I do that. I do this. Damn. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah. So, what? What's? What's next? Uh, do you have any? You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I don't know if it'll get you in trouble. But is there any situations or teams that you like prefer to kind of? kind of be in <laughs> um I guess I me personally um I'm willing to accept any opportunity that I'm blessed with um I'm not really wanna like I said I'm not really person who is just going with it because oh it's, it's on and popping I just I want to go to a situation where I'm loved and I'm treated like a family member and I'm brought in like a family member I don't want to go to a situation where I'm just a number and a statistic. I want to be a part of a family. So any team that is looking to bring me into their family and treat me like such, like a family member, then I'm willing to play for them. Any coach that's willing to, you know, care more about me than just about the numbers that I can produce for them. I'm willing to play for them. So what have you been hearing about um, in regards to draft status? like? What what is your agent been telling you where you think you might go? Um, so my agent believes that if I put up the numbers that 
I need to, then I'll definitely be seen in like rookie mini camp. Um, or even it, even if I, you know, fit the scheme, then maybe an undrafted free agent um, type situation, which for me is perfect because then when you're in those situations, you get to choose where you want to go. You get to pick and choose. Um, and like I said, I want to be a part of a family environment. Um, I don't want to just go somewhere where I'm forced because of a number. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I mean, if I do what I'm supposed to do tomorrow, you never know what happened. I might get a call on draft day and I might just have to play for a team. But my agent believes that, you know, I'll kind of be placed in an undrafted free agent situation. Um, or like a rookie mini camp because I know there are several teams that I've reached out to him already and said, hey, we, we want to look at him in rookie mini camp. Which nice. all I need is a chance, an opportunity. Right. That's all you for need. Sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially someone like you who has always taken advantage of their opportunities, the opportunities that's given to them. Love it. Um, Mo, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask before we move into the final segment? Uh, nah, I'm good, but just good luck on that pro day tomorrow, man. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good luck. Um, all right. So we're going to move into the final segment. Uh, the, what we call the fast break. This is, you know, this is the killer crossover podcast. We are a sports podcast. Uh, we love to highlight, you know, our, our community, uh, those who are doing big things and big things for the community and everything. So we're, we're going to run the fast break. It's basically some rapid fire questions. Uh, whatever comes off the top of your head as your, you know, your answer, that's what it is. If we feel like you need to explain something, <laughs> we'll give you that opportunity. But, uh, yeah, so I'll start it off. Um, who is, if you had to, so let's go, let's go back to your, to your basketball days. If you had to put together a starting five of teammates that you played with including you so four other people of teammates that you played with who would those four other players be oh man i'd have to go me at the one damari at the two terrell at the three uh i'd go this is tough who would I put? I'd put. I'd have to put. I'd put Kyrie at the four, mm. and go at the five. Oh, at the five! Ooh, that's dirty. So, uh, for for those of you who don't know, Kyrie, that Kyrie that he's talking about is Kyrie Walker. Uh, <laughs> just playing. He was just playing for the uh, was it the DC Washington Go Go, uh, yeah. the Go-Go. Wizards G League team. It. I think he did a two-day. No, he did a ten-day contract with the Wizards, right. but he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that that is a dirty five. That <laughs> is a dirty five, and exciting as hell too. Oh yeah, All exciting, exciting as hell too. Yeah, man, oh, man. I, I'm just getting flashbacks of those uh those alley-oops <laughs> to oh man. <laughs> Go ahead, Mo. You got a question? Yeah. Uh... TV shows, uh, which one do you prefer? Snowfall or BMF? BMF? Come on, man. I'm a BMF guy. 
I mean, they both <laughs> great in their own right, but yeah, I respect I'm a BMF them. Guy, I love man. BMF. I'm a... Yeah. Big oh, fan yeah, of that yeah, BMF. Be still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, top five uh, hip-hop artists. Top five hip-hop artists. Number one, I gotta go pop. Um, number two, uh, I'm gonna go Lil Wayne. Um, number three, I'm going Drake. Four, this might shake the scene. I'm going um, Lil Uzi Vert. Whoa, game changer, plot twist. <laughs> yeah, and then five. I'm going too short, just cause man, I'm from the town. Okay. Hell yeah, respect Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> respect it. That's that's solid, actually. That's a solid list. Favorite pregame meal? Oh man, um, favorite pregame meal. This is a good one. I have to say, me personally, I, I love. Uh, I love Chipotle, so I'm a Chipotle guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get you get a bowl, you get a burrito. I I go the bowl, man. I, I go the bowl, mm-hmm. um, brown rice. Um, I try to stay away from the beans, but if I do go beans, I go black beans and I go steak. Sometimes I go, go chicken. They have you know new chickens, but I go chicken um, with a little bit of guac. There you go. Nice. You got to go with the burrito bowl, bro, because they can't wrap burritos worth shit at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> That's real talk. Real hey, talk. Plus, you, plus, you get more filling in the bowl than you do in the actual burrito. So Exactly. Yeah. Speak <laughs> on me. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Uh, five, dinner, five dinner guests that are alive. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you went in and out. Uh, five dinner guests dead or alive five dinner guests that are alive uh i mean you can't go wrong with jay-z a lot of people say i mean you gotta you gotta have hoes sit down with you um i want to sit down with michael jordan um i want to obama gotta 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 talk to obama um You guys might not know uh, this person, but I'm gonna say Bill Dance, famous fisherman. Gotta sit down with Bill Dance. Okay. Um, that's three, four. Uh, I want to sit down with Denzel Washington, and the fifth one. Oh, probably. Probably Andy Reid. He's a big fan. I'm yeah. a big fan of the uh, his offense. I'm nice. a big fan of his offense. That's a lot of greatness on one table. That is a lot of greatness. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of game. A lot of a lot of hidden gems in that in that room, man. That's a good choice. <laughs> good list. Yeah. What is your go-to sneaker? Go-to sneaker. Man, it's I don't want to sound basic, but me personally, I'm a Jordan 4 guy. I love Jordan okay. 4s. No, if okay. I had if I had a closet full of Jordan 4s, I would be fine. I could wear them every single day. I could do everything. I could play basketball, I could play football, I could run in those. 
I could just walk around and feel comfortable in Jordan 4s. Nice. Any colorway in particular? Oh, man, the Black Cats are my favorite. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was mad when I missed out on those, man. I slept, slept past my alarm. By the time I went up, got up to try to get them, all gone. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be on it on Saturdays on them Jordan Jordan release days, man. You gotta be on it. I oh, mean, you got to. It, it'll be going so fast, sold yeah. out. <laughs> no blinking with eye. <laughs> All right, my final question, my final fast break question. Uh, what has been your favorite meal, and where can I get it? Your favorite meal ever from anywhere. Favorite meal ever. Man, this is tough because I come from a family where people cook. Uh, my auntie, <laughs> my auntie Shirley, uh, shout out to her, uh, Shirley Face. She makes the best macaroni and cheese, hot water cornbread, um, and yams combination uh, with the with the um, Cornish hen. Oh man, Ooh. combination I ever had. Shout That's out to my. You'll have to cook you a meal one day. That's hella good. That sounds hella good. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like the perfect Sunday dinner, man. <laughs> All right. My last question. My last question for you, man. Uh, what advice would you give give uh, a youngster coming up? Like, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? That's a good question. I say the best piece of advice I can give a youngster coming up in today's time is just um, don't let anybody steer you away from what you have planned for yourself. Because even through all the support, all the all the struggle that I went through, all the doubt, all the disbelief, um, through everything, I always had to believe in myself first. So if I didn't believe in myself first, um, none of this would be possible. Because at the end of the day, when the lights go off and you're laying down in your bed, it's just you. Yeah. No one can, um, no one else can do for you what you can do for yourself. That's beautiful. That's the perfect yeah. answer. Yes, sir. Uh, is there anything before we before we sign out? Is there anything that you'd like to plug or any anything that you want to anyone that you want to shout out or anything like that? Um, I just want to shout out to everybody who helped me get here. Um, all my family members, all the whole Moreau community, um, everyone who, and everyone who didn't believe in me. Thank you guys for getting me here. Um, I'm so thankful and I really appreciate you guys for having me on the Killer Crossover, man. This has been an awesome experience. Oh man, man. And when uh, you, thank, thank you for your And time. when you get drafted, I'm small about manifestation. So when you get drafted, you're coming back on the show, bro. We're gonna celebrate with you. Yes, sir. When you right after you sign your first contract, right yes, after sir. you sign your first contract, you're coming back on the show. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be whatever conversation you want to have. That <laughs> all right. But yeah, so that's all the time we got for today. Uh, thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Killer Crossword Podcast. You can find us on instagram at the killer crossover podcast and you can find me on twitter at emankoa at e-m-a-n-k-o-a and mo yes sir you can find me on twitter as well at your boy mo 87 and buddha go ahead and plug your socials oh, man you can find me on instagram at big underscore ticket boo 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at ThatManBoo. Um, thank you, guys. Um, look forward to being on the show again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and again, thank you for thank you for your time and blessing us with your presence on on our show. And again, good luck tomorrow, and good luck, good luck uh, at on draft day, and yep. you know beyond that. All right, and we are out. Peace.